Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, everyone. It's Sho here. I'm the CEO of TikTok. I'm here in Washington, D.C. today, and uh, I have some news and updates to share with everyone here. Today, I'm super excited to announce that more than 150 million Americans are on TikTok. That's almost half of the US coming to TikTok to connect, to create, to share, to learn, or just to have some fun. This includes 5 million businesses that use TikTok to reach their customers. And the majority of these are small and medium businesses. Now these numbers are amazing. And I'm so thankful to all of you and the 7,000 TikTok employees in the US while helping us build this incredible community in America and around the world. Now, this comes at a pivotal moment for us. Some politicians have started talking about banning TikTok. Now, this could take TikTok away from all 150 million of you. I'll be testifying before Congress later this week to share all that we're doing to protect Americans using the app and deliver on our mission to inspire creativity and to bring joy. Let me know in the comments what you want your elected representatives to know about what you love about TikTok. Even if you don't use the app, you've almost certainly heard of TikTok. Since it was launched back in 2017, this incredibly addictive social media super app has people posting, scrolling, and commenting more than ever. The 60-second format and the potential to go viral at any minute have drawn many people to the platform, and we've seen some amazing videos from creative people all over the world. Like John Deutsch of 24 Frames of Ginger, who makes incredibly creative and engaging stop-motion videos. Or Baron Ryan at American Baron, who makes thought-provoking original mini-movies that seem like personified shower thoughts. Or Jordan Studdard, who makes insanely creative videos that take you on unpredictable little journeys full of pleasant surprises. TikTok gives people a chance to find their communities online, get an education, discover new creators, promote their products and services in order to grow their businesses, spread the news, voice their opinions to potentially millions of people, all for free. 
If you're listening to this podcast, it's most likely because I popped up on your For You page. I can honestly say that without TikTok, I might not have the same audience, students, and teaching experience that I have today. However, even though TikTok has truly facilitated many great things in this world, we must also acknowledge the fact that there are a lot of negative and harmful effects of using the platform. For example, our addiction to short-form content has drastically reduced our attention spans. Overconsumption of social media content leaves many of us, especially young people, anxious, depressed, empty inside, and desperate for the attention and validation of our peers. So much high-speed and often emotionally gripping content also leaves many of us desensitized to just about everything. Everything, no matter how great or horrific, gets turned into a meme that'll quickly be forgotten as the next piece of content gets swiped up onto the screen. People of all ages are routinely exposed to content full of misinformation and disinformation, which leads to widespread confusion and division among the American people. Children and teenagers are exposed to and encouraged to participate in dangerous challenges that cause them to put their lives at risk. For example, the Kiki Challenge, which involves jumping out of a moving car, dancing while the car is still moving, and then trying to get back into the moving car. Or the Hot Water Challenge, which involved people who would surprise a friend or family member by pouring boiling hot water on them, often resulting in second-degree burns. Or the NyQuil Challenge, which involved people marinating their meat in NyQuil cold and flu medicine. Or the Tide Pod Challenge, which involved people biting into laundry detergent packets. And apparently at least 10 people have died from this challenge. Or the Blackout Challenge, which involved people literally choking themselves until they blacked out or went unconscious. And at least 80 people, including many children, have died from attempting this challenge. And all of these things are amplified by what some people may call the most powerful social media algorithm we've ever seen. Anyone or anything could go viral at any time, which keeps people posting. And people can come to TikTok and find all the videos they actually want to watch because the algorithm is so good at adapting to your interests and viewing habits. And this keeps people consuming. And for those reasons, some people, including basically every member of the U.S. Congress, believe that TikTok should be banned altogether in order to protect the American people. On March 23rd, 2023, the CEO of TikTok, Sho Chu, was asked to appear before Congress and answer questions regarding TikTok's invasive features, possible ties to the Chinese government, and extremely negative effects the app is having on people's mental health. According to the members of Congress, this meeting would have been Mr. Chu's opportunity to prove that TikTok can be trusted by the American people and that it shouldn't be banned in the U.S. However, the congressional hearing ended up being a brutal five hours of what some people would call foolish questioning that left many of us thinking that TikTok will in fact be banned in the United States simply because the people who would enact this ban are afraid of something they clearly don't understand. So in this episode and the next one, we're going to be diving much deeper into this situation and helping you learn much more about the English language, 
American culture and politics, how to listen attentively and understand the difference between what someone says and what they mean, and what the banning of TikTok in the States could mean for people like you and me. We've got a lot to cover, my friend, so let's get started. So the first and obvious question is why does the government want to ban TikTok? And there are many different theories about why the government wants to ban this app, but there are two theories that I've heard discussed more than any other. The first one is that it's a Chinese weapon used to spy on American citizens and perform psychological warfare. So let's hear the opening statement given at the congressional hearing by Representative Kathy McMorris-Rogers, in which she explains why TikTok is a threat that should be banned in the U.S. The committee will come to order. Before I begin, I'd like to take a moment to address the guest in the audience. First of all, thank you for coming. We think engaged citizens are welcome and a valuable part of the political process. I do want to remind the guest in the audience that the chair is obliged under the House rules and the rules of the committee to maintain order and preserve decorum in the committee room. I know that we have deep feelings on these issues and that we all may not agree on everything, but I ask that we abide by these rules and be respectful of our audience members, our viewers, and our witnesses. The chair appreciates the audience cooperation in maintaining order as we have a full discussion on, on these important issues. The chair recognizes herself for five minutes for an opening statement. Mr. Chu, you are here because the American people need the truth about the, the threat TikTok poses to our national and personal security. TikTok collects nearly every data point imaginable from people's location to what they type and copy, who they talk to, biometric data and more. Even if they've never been on TikTok, your trackers are embedded in sites across the web. TikTok surveils us all. And the Chinese Communist Party is able to use this as a tool to manipulate America as a whole. We do not trust TikTok will ever embrace American values, values for freedom, human rights, and innovation. TikTok has repeatedly chosen the path for more control, more surveillance, and more manipulation. Your platform should be banned. I expect today you'll say anything to avoid this outcome, like you are 100% responsible for what TikTok does, that you suddenly endorse a national data privacy standard, that Project Texas is more than a marketing scheme, that TikTok doesn't harm our innocent children, or that your ties to the Chinese Communist Party through ByteDance is just a myth. We aren't buying it. In fact, when you celebrate the 150 million American users on TikTok, it emphasizes the urgency for Congress to act. That is 150 million Americans that CCP can collect sensitive information on and control what we ultimately see, hear, and believe. TikTok has repeatedly been caught in the lie that it does not answer to the CCP through ByteDance. Today, the CCP's laws require Chinese companies like ByteDance to spy on their behalf. That means any Chinese company must grant the CCP access and manipulation capabilities as a design feature. Right now, ByteDance is under investigation by the DOJ for surveilling American journalists, both digital activity 
and physical movements through TikTok. We also know that many of your employees still report directly to Beijing. Internal recordings reveal there is a backdoor for China to access user data across the platform. Your employees said, quote, everything is seen in China. A gateway to spy is not the only way TikTok and ByteDance can do the bidding of the CCP. TikTok has helped erase events and people China wants the world to forget. It's even censored an American teenager who exposed CCP's genocide and torture of Uyghur Muslims. The facts show that ByteDance is beholden to the CCP. And ByteDance and TikTok are one and the same. TikTok also targets our children. The For You algorithm is a tool for TikTok to own their attention and prey on their innocence. Within minutes of creating an account, your algorithm can promote suicide, self-harm, and eating disorders to children. It encourages challenges for them to put their lives in danger and allows adults to prey on our beautiful, beloved daughters. It's also a portal for drug dealers to sell illicit fentanyl that China has banned, yet is helping Mexican cartels produce, send across our border, and poison our children. In China, the CCP proactively prohibits this type of TikTok content that promotes death and despair to kids. From the data it collects to the content it controls, TikTok is a grave threat of foreign influence in American life. It's been said it's like allowing the Soviet Union the power to produce Saturday morning cartoons during the Cold War, but much more powerful and much more dangerous. Banning your platform will address the immediate threats. Make no mistake, this committee is also looking to the future. America needs to be prepared to stop the next technological tool or weapon China will use for its own strategic gain. We must prevent any app, website, and platform like TikTok from ever spying on Americans again. And we must provide the strongest protections possible for our children. That is why this committee is leading on a national privacy and data security standard. It restricts sensitive American data from reaching our adversaries to begin with. And what big tech and data brokers collect, process, store, and sell. It makes it illegal for any platform to track and target children under 17. Mr. Chu, the committee has requested that TikTok appear before us for a long time. For those we serve, we're glad the day has finally come. Today, the world is watching. ByteDance is watching. The Chinese Communist Party is watching. But the answers you owe are to the American people, a free people who cherish their God-given, unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for all. They deserve the truth. Complete honesty is the standard and the law you are being held to before this committee as we seek to get answers and a full understanding of what happens at TikTok under your watch. It's important to remember that this isn't the first time that the banning of TikTok has been suggested. Former President Donald Trump had the same concerns, and on August 14, 2020, Trump issued a new executive order giving ByteDance, TikTok's parent company, 90 days to sell or spin off its U.S. TikTok business. 
in the order, Trump said that there is credible evidence that leads him to believe that ByteDance might take action that threatens to impair the national security of the United States. President Trump uh, talking on the South Lawn a short time ago. He was asked if he is going to ban TikTok here in the United States. Let's listen in to his response. We're looking at TikTok. We may be banning TikTok. We may be doing some other things or a couple of options. But a lot of things are happening. So we'll see what happens. But we are looking at a lot of alternatives with respect to TikTok. Obviously, Kelly, the concern is the security risk here in terms of how TikTok handles user data and whether or not it goes back to China or the or the Communist Party. Um, feasibly, the this one stock, the one company that could benefit the most from this ban would be Facebook. We haven't seen a reaction in those shares, although this had sort of been talked about for some time that the U.S. would take action when it comes to TikTok. However, this ban was quickly overturned by the Biden administration in 2021. And so the drama and controversy continue. Now, the second theory on why the U.S. government wants to ban TikTok is that American tech companies can't compete with TikTok. So they've lobbied politicians to ban the app completely. And just in case you don't know, to lobby means to attempt to influence the decisions made by government officials or politicians. This can involve contacting them directly organizing public campaigns, or using other tactics to persuade them to take a particular position. So in simple terms, and in this context, although it may involve contacting the politicians and organizing campaigns, a lot of us suspect that it also involves paying politicians ridiculous sums of money to persuade them to do certain things. So that's what it means. So again, the basic idea is some people believe that Companies like YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, etc., all the American tech companies, they haven't found a way to compete with TikTok. TikTok is just too strong, too addictive. People love it so much more than all the other platforms right now. And since they can't find a way to beat them, they're trying to find a way to ban them to eliminate their competition. This is just a theory. Obviously, I don't know if it's true or not, and you can form your own opinion. But let's listen to the American podcaster and entrepreneur Adam Curry express his opinion on why the government wants to ban TikTok. How long before TikTok's banned? Well, let me tell you what's going on with the TikTok. I have a very uh, opinionated uh, explanation for what is going on with TikTok. Okay. TikTok was eating Silicon Valley's lunch. They were they were taking all the ad money from Instagram, from Twitter, from Google, I'd say Google and Instagram and Facebook, just killing it, knocking it out of the fucking park. So look at who is uh, saying, oh, it's a China and they're tracking everything and it's just communist party. Dude, Facebook tracks you, Google tracks you, everyone fucking tracks you all over the place. But all of a sudden, TikTok is a problem? No. It's because they're eating their lunch, and instead of competing, because, you know, they've tried. No one can seem to create the TikTok algorithm and the, the, the thing that they have going there. It's what people want, the, the quick hits, the sing-alongs, etc. Mm. So they decided to uh, lobby politicians and uh, and come up with this uh, this scam. So it's Hawley, it's Marco Rubio. Oh, oh no, this is China. Fuck no. It's because Silicon Valley couldn't compete with them. That's what's mm, going on. Interesting. Oh yeah, that's an interesting uh, perspective. Just look. I know a lot about the advertising business because I you know I ran companies that were in that. 
there was so much, everyone was buying TikTok. No, and you know, when you have a big company like Facebook or Google who are tied into um, government, you know, how many times have they been to uh, to DC to explain what they're doing? And you know, so that that's all controlled. That's the only avenue they have to compete is to you got to get these guys out of here. And good, luckily, they're even though it's American companies that run it, it's China. So now I'm not a China fan, but this is a fucking scam. They are they are just taking them down to get rid of the competition. It's really? it's very sad. That's interesting because they're not taking them down, right? Still up. Oh, they will. You think so? Oh eventually? yeah. Actually, oh yeah. It's already uh, you know it's banned at UT. You can't but, you can't have TikTok on your phone. But it's, at the same time, there is a real problem with the terms of service. At the same time, I, I see what you're saying, and I see why they would want to do that. But they have an extraordinarily invasive software. How, it's no different from any other app that you have on your phone. It's I, no I, different? I disagree. No. So you think that all of the other apps can track your keystrokes on other computers? Fuck yeah. Computers that aren't even connected to that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But interesting. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So they're why, lying? Why, why doesn't Apple kick it off? Because people use it. If, if Apple doesn't have TikTok, people will actually give up their iPhones. They're not going to kick it off. Now, what Apple did, if you remember, they changed some things in the way in what they allow apps to do. And that, that took about $10 billion off of uh, Facebook's uh, income. Yes. Because they couldn't, they couldn't sell the information that way anymore. Right, and they were mad. And TikTok is less interested in selling your information. They're getting the ad dollars. So people, it just, it's, it's continuous ad money. The whole thing is a big ad. Everything's an ad. Yeah. All right, my friends, so those are the two most common theories I hear being discussed in relation to why the government wants to ban TikTok. The first one is that it's a Chinese spy weapon used to gather crazy amounts of data, which is then sent to the Chinese Communist Party. And they're using it to perform psychological warfare by controlling and influencing what American people see and hear and ultimately think and believe. On the other side, some people believe that all of that is nonsense because all the American tech companies like YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, etc., they also collect crazy amounts of data and they have all the same risks of using them. So there's really no difference. What's really happening is these American tech companies can't find a way to beat TikTok in terms of the game of business. So if you can't beat them, ban them, right? Obviously, you're free to uh, form your own opinion. But when I was doing research for this episode, the question that kept popping into my mind is, why is our data such a big deal now? Because like I just said, it's not like YouTube or Facebook or Instagram or any other tech company, WhatsApp. It's not like they don't have access to the same data. It's not like they're not tracking the same things. And so according to Polygon.com, and I quote, the answer to this question is actually quite complicated because there's a lot we don't know about ByteDance's relationship with China and its government. According to an explainer from the Associated Press, the seriousness of the threat depends on who you ask and how concerned you are about technology companies using personal data. The FBI and the Federal Communications Commission have both warned that TikTok could share users' information with the Chinese government. TikTok has already been banned from use on federal devices. In other words, if you're a U.S. government employee, you cannot have the app installed on your work phone. Proponents of the ban point to a 2017 Chinese law that would require companies like ByteDance 
to provide information to the government when it pertains to national security concerns, but according to the Associated Press, there's no evidence that TikTok has ever turned over data. One major incident of allegedly documented misuse was in December, when ByteDance said that some of its employees had illicitly obtained data from two U.S. TikTok users who were journalists. As a result, the company is now being investigated by the Justice Department. Again, there's still a lot we don't know about TikTok's parent company ByteDance and its relationship with the Chinese government. But U.S. legislators' arguments in favor of this ban also arguably tap into a long-running fear of China and communism in general, in ways that are reminiscent of Cold War-era anti-communist attitudes. In his statement of the bill, Representative Gallagher linked allowing TikTok to exist in the U.S. to allowing the USSR to buy up the New York Times, Washington Post, and major broadcast networks during the Cold War. So just in case you didn't understand that in plain English, what that means is Representative Gallagher has said that allowing TikTok to exist in the U.S. is the same thing as allowing the, allowing the Soviet Union to buy up all the newspapers and broadcast networks during the Cold War. And they believe that because if you can control what people hear and see, you ultimately will end up controlling what they think and believe. And what they think and believe typically dictates what they do. So a lot of people believe that TikTok is a Chinese spy weapon and that if we allow it to exist in the U.S., we're basically allowing China to control what the American people hear and see and think and believe and ultimately do. That's the idea. Let me continue. TikTok would not be the first tech company that has been accused of mishandling user data. Other platforms like the meta-owned Facebook have run into documented instances of misused data and exploitative practices with regard to their algorithms. For example, the Cambridge Analytica scandal provided information of roughly 50 million Facebook users to the voter profile firm, thus potentially impacting the results of the U.S. election. In another instance, Facebook's algorithm was shown to worsen the persecution of the Rohingya people in 2017, according to the Amnesty International. And I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, R-O-H-I-N-G-Y-A, Rohingya, Rohingya, I'm not sure if I said that right. Let me continue. There's no documented evidence that TikTok has contributed to issues like the ones in either of these incidents. However, what makes TikTok unique is that it's owned by a Chinese parent company, ByteDance, which has flagged concerns with American politicians. TikTok's CEO, Shou Chu has defended the company and its practices and said that divesting the company from Chinese owners doesn't offer more protection than a multi-billion dollar plan TikTok has already proposed to protect American users' data. So let me summarize that in plain English just in case it didn't make sense. If you think back to when President Trump wanted to ban TikTok, he basically told them, or he told ByteDance, which is the owner of TikTok, you have 90 days to sell TikTok to someone else, pretty much anyone else, or we will ban you because he believed that separating the company from its Chinese employees and owners and the Chinese government was the solution. The CEO of TikTok, Shouzi Chu, argues that simply separating the companies and making sure there's no legal affiliation between TikTok and ByteDance isn't really the answer. What he believes the answer is, is this multi-billion dollar plan that TikTok has proposed to protect 
the user's data. And the name of that project is Project Texas. So we're going to hear Mr. Chu speak about the positive aspects of TikTok and his plan to ensure that Americans' personal data is protected and secure. But first, let's hear a considerably less aggressive and rude explanation of the U.S. Congress's concerns about TikTok from Representative Frank Pallone of New Jersey. Chair now recognizes the ranking member, Mr. Pallone, for five minutes. Thank you, Madam Chair. And let me um, say that I agree with much of what you just said, and I certainly appreciate your enthusiasm and your commenting on being a mother and concerned about children, uh, and I am glad that we are having this hearing today. Um, big tech has transformed the information superhighway into a super spreader of harmful content, invasive surveillance practices, and addictive and damaging design features. Data is big tech's most valuable commodity, and by collecting far more user data than they need, big tech platforms can use, share, and sell information to generate billions of dollars in revenue. Today, the American people are powerless to stop this invasion of their privacy, and we can't wait any longer to pass comprehensive national privacy legislation that puts people back in control of their data. We must hold big tech accountable for its actions, and transparency is critical to that accountability. In the past several Congresses, this committee has heard from senior executives of other social media platforms about troubling and repeated instances where they put profits over people. Now, today we intend to bring more transparency to TikTok, which is controlled by its Beijing communist-based parent company, ByteDance. And while TikTok videos provide a new fun way for people to express their creativity and enjoy the videos of others, the platform also threatens the health, privacy, and security of the American people. And I'm not convinced that the benefits outweigh the risks that it poses to Americans in its present form. More than 130 million people in the United States use TikTok every month, including two-thirds of American teenagers. TikTok collects and compiles vast troves of valuable personal information to create an addictive algorithm that is able to predict with uncanny accuracy which videos will keep users scrolling, even if the content is harmful, inaccurate, or feeds destructive behavior or extremist beliefs. Now, the combination of TikTok's Beijing communist-based China ownership and its popularity exacerbates its danger to our country and to our privacy. The Chinese communist government can compel companies based in Beijing, like TikTok, to share data with the communist government through existing Beijing law or coercion. National security experts are sounding the alarm, warning that the Chinese uh, communist government could require TikTok to compromise device security, maliciously access American user data, promote pro-communist propaganda, and undermine American interests. Disinformation campaigns could be launched by the, by the Chinese communist government through TikTok which has already become rife with misinformation and disinformation, illegal activities, and hate speech. A recent report found that 20% of TikTok search results on prominent news topics contain misinformation. Social media's profitability depends on growth and engagement. More eyes on their content for longer time leads to more advertising dollars and revenue generation. Addictive algorithms are fine-tuned to optimize growth and engagement without necessarily taking into account potential harms to users. Children and teens are particularly vulnerable. Frequent online use of interactive media on digital devices is associated with increased levels of depression among middle and high school students. 
Research has found that TikTok's addictive algorithms recommend videos to teens that create and exacerbate feelings of emotional distress, including videos promoting suicide, self-harm, and eating disorders. Public outrage and hollow apologies alone are not going to rein in big tech. Congress has to enact laws protecting the American public from such online harms. And we simply cannot wait any longer to pass the comprehensive privacy legislation that I authored with then-ranking member, now Chair Rogers, last Congress, that overwhelmingly advanced out of the committee. It ensures that companies, wherever they live, it ensures, I should say, that consumers, wherever they live in this country, will have meaningful control over their personal information. Our legislation establishes baseline data minimization requirements, ensuring that companies only collect, process, and transfer data necessary to provide a service. And it provides heightened privacy protections for children and teenagers. So I think it's time to make this legislation the law of the land. And we also have to examine the reforms needed to Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. The liability shield for social media platforms has for too long been abused and led to a lack of accountability for social media platforms. So I hope we can find a bipartisan path forward on that issue too, and I think you're having a hearing next week on it, so we can stop the very real harms to our country and democracy under the current law. I'd look forward to the discussion today as we continue to bring accountability to big tech. And let me say to Mr. Chu, I know this is about TikTok, but I am focusing all my attention, not only on TikTok, but on these concerns, wide concerns about social media and uh, the protection of privacy. And with that, I yield back. Thank you again, uh, Madam Chair, for having this very important hearing. All right, my friends. So we've heard about the various reasons that the U.S. Congress wants to ban TikTok. But now let's hear what Sho Chu has to say. Our witness, to, our witness today is Mr. Sho Chu, Chief Executive Officer of TikTok. You're recognized for five minutes. Thank you. <clears throat> Chair Rogers, Ranking Member Pallone, members of the committee, thank you for your time. I am Sho Chu, and I'm from Singapore. That's where I was born, as were my parents. And after serving in Singapore's military, I moved to the UK to attend college, and then here to the US to attend business school. I actually met my wife here. By the way, she was just born a few miles away from here in Virginia. Two years ago, I became the CEO of TikTok. Today, we have more than a billion monthly active users around the world, including over 150 million in the United States. Our app is a place where people can be creative and curious, and where close to 5 million American businesses, mostly small businesses, go to find new customers and to fuel their growth. Now, as TikTok has grown, we've tried to learn the lessons of companies that have come before us, especially when it comes to the safety of teenagers. While the vast majority of people on TikTok are over 18, one of, and one of our fastest growing demographics are people over 35, we spent a lot of time adopting measures to protect teenagers. Many of those measures are firsts for the social media industry. We, for, we forbid direct messaging for people under 16, and we have a 16-minute watch time by default for those under 18. We have a suite of family pairing tools so that parents can participate in their teen's experience and make the choices that are right for their family. We want TikTok to be a place where teenagers can come to learn, which is why we recently launched a feed 
that exclusively features educational videos about STEM. STEM videos already have over 116 billion views on TikTok. And I think TikTok is inspiring a new generation to discover a passion for math and science. Now, I would also like to talk about national security concerns that you have raised, that we take very, very seriously. Let me start by addressing a few misconceptions about ByteDance, of which we are a subsidiary. ByteDance is not owned or controlled by the Chinese government. It's a private company. 60% of the company is owned by global institutional investors. 20% is owned by the founder, and 20% owned by employees around the world. ByteDance has five board members. Three of them are American. Now, TikTok itself is not available in mainland China. We're headquartered in Los Angeles and in Singapore, and we have 7,000 employees in the U.S. today. Still, we have heard important concerns about the potential for unwanted foreign access to U.S. data and potential manipulation of the TikTok U.S. ecosystem. Our approach has never been to dismiss or trivialize any of these concerns. We have addressed them with real action. Now, that's what we've been doing for the last two years, building what amounts to a firewall that seals off protected U.S. user data from unauthorized foreign access. The bottom line is this. American data stored on American soil by an American company overseen by American personnel. We call this initiative Project Texas. That's where Oracle is headquartered. Today, U.S. TikTok data is stored by default in Oracle servers. Only vetted personnel operating in a new company called TikTok U.S. Data Security can control access to this data. Now, additionally, we have plans for this company to report to an independent American board with strong security credentials. Now, there's still some work to do. We have legacy U.S. data sitting in our servers in Virginia and in Singapore. We're deleting those, and we expect that to be complete this year. When that is done, all protected U.S. data will be under the protection of U.S. law and under the control of the U.S.-led security team. This eliminates the concern that some of you have shared with me that TikTok user data can be subject to Chinese law. This goes further, by the way, than what any other company in our industry have done. We will also provide unprecedented transparency and security for the source code for the TikTok app and recommendation engine. Third-party validators like Oracle and others will review and validate our source code and algorithms. This will help ensure the integrity of the code that powers what Americans see on our app. We will further provide access to researchers, which helps them study and monitor our content ecosystem. Now, we believe we are the only, the only company that offers this level of transparency. Now, trust is about actions we take. We have to earn that trust with decisions we make for our company and our products. The potential security, privacy, content manipulation concerns raised about TikTok are really not unique to us. The same issues apply to other companies. We believe what's needed are clear, transparent rules that apply broadly to all tech companies. Ownership is not at the core of addressing these concerns. Now, as I conclude, there are more than 150 million Americans who love our platform, and we know we have a responsibility to protect them, which is why I'm, I'm making the following commitments to you and to all our users. Number one, we will keep safety, particularly for teenagers, 
as a top priority for us. Number two, we will firewall protected US data from unwanted foreign access. Number three, TikTok will remain a place for free expression and will not be manipulated by any government. And fourth, we will be transparent and we will give access to third-party independent monitors to remain accountable for our commitments. I'll be grateful for any feedback that you have, and I look forward to your questions. Thank you very much. All right. Well, there you have it, my friend. One of the most popular apps the world has ever known is now at risk of being banned in the United States of America. Some people believe it's because of privacy concerns, while others believe it's a conspiracy to eliminate the competition of big tech companies in America. Whether TikTok will actually be banned or not is yet to be seen. But now that social media has matured a little bit, I think it's safe to say that this is the beginning of a long overdue conversation about data and privacy laws in the digital space. In the next episode, we'll be listening to more of this congressional hearing and talking about attentive listening skills and how to hear what someone is really saying when they speak and what the banning of TikTok could mean for people like you and me. I want to thank you for your time and attention, my friend. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Real English Radio. I'm your host, Tony Kaizen, and I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.